welcome to the Matter Leadership Podcast. I'm Travis. And I'm Dan. We believe leadership really matters. And this podcast is meant to inspire the next generation of leaders and to be a resource for people who are currently in positions of leadership. And that's you. Today's guest is Nolan Kim. Nolan is a serial entrepreneur, extreme performance training coach, Wim Hof certified instructor, balloon artist, magician, black belt, host with the most, and a loving husband and dad to his two dogs and bunny. He's also a big fan of Taylor Swift and Brene Brown. Also, Trav took this interview solo, and technically, I didn't even know it was happening. And technically, I don't even know what half of those words are that Nolan is, so I'm excited to find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, well, thanks, Dan. Nolan, welcome. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is awesome. I have to say, this is the fastest turnaround on a podcast that I've ever had. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it was, it was a last minute you were coming into town, and um, I've been meaning to reach out to you to get you on the show for, for a while. And when you texted and said you were in town, I was thrilled that you said you had some time to, to do a podcast recording with me. Oh, it's super fun. I'm excited to be here and have gotten to listen to you and Dan. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, sadly, Dan is not here because he couldn't, he couldn't move as quick as, as you did. <laughs> we could edit him in later. Yeah, and I don't mean that physically. Like, he can probably move as fast as you, although you do have... Do you have a black belt? I do have Yeah, a so black he belt. actually probably couldn't move as fast as you. All right, he's here in spirit. Yeah. Well, one thing that we typically do on our show is at the end of the interview, we do some questions that don't matter and then one question that does matter. But I think for tonight, what I'd love to do is start with the question that does matter. And that question is, what does leadership mean to you? Uh, that's exciting. I always think about that, my how I would respond to that when I've heard your podcast. Um, and I would answer, based on you know my own experience, is that I think leadership is uh, you begin with leading one person, and that's yourself. That's awesome. Expand a little bit more on what you mean by start with leading yourself. What does it look like to lead yourself? Yeah, I think uh, for me in, in my own personal story, like I had a cardiac arrest a few years ago um, from sort of being overstressed, working too much and uh, doing a really good job of eating my emotions. <laughs> and, you know, simple carbs taste really good at the end of a stressful day. So, yeah, I, I recovered from that and started taking a look at my physical health um, in new ways. I think over you've known me for a long time and I've done a variety of different jobs and I think you know when I've been in different leadership roles it's always been about like doing the thing whatever it is like putting on a show putting on an event or production and all the time it's about push 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 to get this thing done while like I'm running my body into the ground like you think about whatever you're in student government or whatever, like you're super busy studying. What's the first thing you do? Most of us will skip a meal, skip our workout for the day or whatever. And, you know, and so things that would actually, if we cared for ourselves in that way, would actually allow us to perform and lead people better because we take care of ourselves. I I think the, the airplane analogy is good. They always say, put the oxygen mask on yourself first before um, you assist others. That's so good, Nolan, and and I think it's going to ring really true for a lot of our student listeners, especially students who are in, um, for lack of a better word, what what in Northern California most schools call a leadership class, but it's also called like ASB and student government. 
but they're oftentimes seen as just an entity to put on events. And there's not a lot of that internal work of what it looks like to actually be someone who is leading, who is leading other people and making an impact. And I know that that's true of you, that you're someone who really wants to help people thrive. And we haven't gotten into anything that you do, but you're someone who really cares about uh, creating experiences for people to not only enjoy themselves and enjoy life, but also to thrive. How does that sort of mentality of, I want to lead myself, I want to put on my oxygen mask first. How does that sort of mentality, like how, how do you do that? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think for me, taking care of my, my physical health is step one. A lot of the corporate people and even athletes that I, I train with what I do, which just to give everyone else yeah, context. Yeah, we, let's get into that because people are going to be like, what is, what is this? Um, one of the many things I do, um, but uh, the one uh, I spend a lot of time doing now is um, I coach people on how they breathe to perform and improve their overall health and then um, incorporate recovery with um, sauna and ice bath. And so I have a mobile sauna that I built on a trailer that I can take to people and teach people how to breathe in a way that they can adapt to stress, i.e., a sauna and an ice bath and yeah. learn how to adapt to stress and challenges differently. And so that's to give people the context. Sorry, what was your question again? Yeah, so the question was, how do you lead yourself first? How do you take care of yourself first? And I've heard you say a couple times this idea of like the, the physical care, so exercise. And I would love to have you speak to that, but I think beyond that, because you're someone who's really intentional with your life. Um, so how do you create that space to kind of know yourself, lead yourself first, put on your oxygen mask first. What, what does that look like practically in your life? For me, I mean, it, mine was an extreme example. Like it was kind of by necessity. Like it was basically like, oh, yeah, I really... Like when you have a heart attack. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, which is like something I would never wish upon anyone. And it's something I actually wish that everyone got to experience. Just that idea that like life is really fragile and short, right. no matter how long we live. And I think we take that for granted. And so for me, it, it was kind of radical, which a lot of people I found in my um, hospital experience, and I've had friends that have had similar things, they don't radically reorient their physical life at all. They keep doing the same thing. And so um, for me, it was like, no, I want to live and, and have an impact um, and love life. And so I'm going to radically reach change things. So for me, it's, it's prioritizing healthy eating. Like I'm traveling here, um, which I think it's a lot, uh, you know, I'm not from here. I live in Southern California. And so right. I think when you're traveling, it's harder to eat um, healthier, you know? So I, I shop, I shopped at Whole Foods down the street and bring an ice chest. It takes a lot more intention and attention in order to um, do things well. You know, I think to do anything well, even rest and play well, uh, it takes intention and attention. Like if we don't plan those things out, we can watch, binge watch a bunch of things on Netflix and you don't, hours, half the day's gone and you don't feel rested and recharged. And so for me, it's about giving the intention and attention to uh, my health. So that's like, for me, that's eating and doing something like physical, whether it's actual like exercise class or um, just getting out and taking a walk or something. Yeah. So that's the intention and attention for yourself. How do you then transfer that to have the intention and attention on other people? 
I think first priority is, you know, I mean, first step would be making it a priority for yourself. You know, people are watching right. you. Like I think kids, particularly if you have kids um, or other people you lead, I think we're all leaders to some capacity. So people are always watching. And, you know, a mentor used to say to me, like people, like whether it's kids or people that look up to you, they don't learn what they're taught. They learn what's caught. So what do they catch you doing? And uh, so I think that's, that's a great. big thing by leading by example in that way. And then, um, it opens up space and doors for you to invite people that you're leading in to that with you or, uh, conversations. I think about that or, yeah. or you even just providing the space like, Hey, like giving them the opportunity to choose that for themselves. Yeah. I want to switch gears just a little bit because one thing that you are kind of known for in our like friend circle is your entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, how do you say that? Entre entrepreneurial. Entrepreneurial. There you go. You got it. You nailed it. Um, yeah. Spirit. You're constantly starting new things and not in a way where you, I mean, I do think everyone can start things and then just kind of move on to something else. But you, like you got here and I was like, hey, tell me about work and how's it, how's it going? And your response to me was, yeah, which work? Um, <laughs> because you're someone, you just have a lot of things going. So you have a balloon, you're, you're, you're a balloon artist yourself, but then you started a balloon company where you have employees who go out and are balloon artists and, and you're training them and then getting to cut. You're a magician. Part of the I mean, it sounds like it's from Harry Potter, but you're part of the Magic Alliance, Magicians, <laughs> Magicians Alliance. Alliance. Uh, it's the Academy of Magical Arts, more famously known for its clubhouse, the Magic Castle. The Magic Castle. Yeah. This is these are true things, people. So if you're into Harry Potter, like you could live that Harry Potter life in the Magic Castle. I've been to the Magic Castle, and it wasn't it was really really fun. But you do like shows, so you you have to. I mean, and that can be like a really stressful thing because it takes incredible precision. I mean, I know it's all magic, but like <laughs> yeah. it also takes incredible precision to execute the, those tricks and to put on a show that's entertaining um, and engaging for people. Then you have this like life coaching business that's coupled with the ice bath and the sauna and the the, the power coaching sort of health stuff. You you manage a lot. But yet you started this interview talking about the focus on yourself, like that being your primary focus. So how do you, when you have so much going on, how do you manage and balance all of that? Yeah, that, that's a great question. I mean, all of those, really the connecting thread is like me doing something I enjoy, like to live a thriving life. And so I, I like to invite people into that, like even magic, which seems kind of like childlike and is that a real job even, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> that was a great one to share with the in-laws, you know, when I met them, <laughs> Hey, can I marry your daughter? I'm a um, magician. <laughs> yeah. I make balloon animals. Yeah. Um, but, but, but in all, in all reality, those are like playful things. And so for me in those moments, it's about creating a moment where people are so present to the moment because they're having so much fun, enjoyment and laughter in that moment that they actually forget about everything else that's going on in their life. Hmm. Um, the worries, the stress, the things that they have to do that they haven't done or whatever, the things that they're not yet. Um, and they just get to enjoy a pure moment. And I think that's why those moments that we have, that we do something when we enjoy, feel like it, they go by so quick. It's like time has no meaning in that space. And so, yeah. um, how I balance that is like, I mean, 
I don't know if you've talked about the Enneagram on here at all, but I mean, I'm a seven, so. Yeah, we have talked a little bit. Dan's, Dan's a three and I'm a seven. <laughs> okay, I mean, it makes sense so. why we're friends. <laughs> um, uh, so, I mean, I, my, a big driver for me is to find things that are fun and life-giving. And so uh, that's where those are. So, like, I'm always going to try and find that thing whether it's in a day, a week or a month, that thing that brings life and joy to me, which is a challenge for a lot of people, you know? So whether that's, uh, watching five minutes of a show, like I I think it's hard as I coach people to revamp your whole life. Like you might do that, but that's going to stick for two weeks and that's not gonna like be sustainable, you know? So for me with people, I think it's, how do I, how do we change one thing? like one thing for one minute a day. Let's start there, you know? And so for me, that was um, just one healthy meal a day. I didn't revamp it completely over at once, um, but slowly got rid of everything, you know, um, as far as I was on a plant, purely plant-based diet for a long time. Yeah. I want to expand a little bit more on this idea that I think comes up often. You and I have had conversations about this and it comes up often and that's the idea of play and I think we get so caught up in like the work and the doing of life. How do we shift that perspective to be less about doing and more about playing? And and I guess, I guess, does that matter? Like that matters to me, but as someone who leads a lot of people and is engaged um, in a lot of ways with trying to make an impact, does that, do you think that that matters? Uh, I think that matters a lot. I think uh, if we, people played more, and rested well in a way that really uh, was life-giving, um, they would be better workers, you know. And uh, I think we're yeah. burnt out, overworked, and it's detrimental to our health right now. And right. so... Um, well, that's your... I mean, that that's kind of your whole business model, right? Is how do you... How do you work? You work with like corporations and and in that scene of, hey, let's take a group of 10 people and teach them how to be healthy and then create that health in their life, that balance at home. And then therefore they're going to be better employees. and Yeah, you actually if if you actually it feels like a scarcity mindset to like, oh, I got to work less and to make room for myself here. But we actually if you take prioritize yourself, you're actually going to we find this is scientifically proven. People are actually more productive with less time um, and get a lot more work done. And they're actually, uh, Aetna did a study on people that, uh, do breath, breath work, 15 minutes a day in fortune 500 companies that they, they estimated that it saved them $5,000 a year per employee based on increased productivity and decreased sick days. So prioritizing yourself just in that much a day ha- has a great impact on your life for that year. And to circle back like that, the idea of when you're prioritizing yourself, you're finding things that you enjoy and therefore you're able to like bring that enjoyment into your, into your other spaces that you're, you're occupying work, home, life, friends, all of that. Yeah, totally. I mean, you have more energy. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to go better for your relationships when you get home from work, from school. Yeah. I mean, I think kind of to circle back to your original question, a couple of 
religious practices that stick out to me are the Jewish practice of Sabbath. Um, they have to be so intentional with that. Yeah. What for, I mean, I know what that is, but just for our listeners, what is that? What does yeah. That mean? So, I mean, like Jewish Sabbath, I just got to experience it in Israel and they have to, they can't cook or use electricity the day of. So the whole day prior to Sabbath, which starts Friday at sundown, they're cooking and prepping for this day of rest. And I was at the, the Western wall when sun went down and I mean, That's it's cool. just a party. Like they're dancing. They're like Sabbath I mean, is over, so let's party. Sabbath or? started, just started. Oh, oh, I was so there, right? Phones, electricity, everything shut off. Music starts playing. They start dancing. They picked me and my friends that were not obvious. Clearly, I- I'm Asian. For those of you that guys can't see me, uh, I'm not <laughs> for the Jewish. Record, no one can see you. It's a podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we, we will post a picture of you. Yeah. I, I, so I mean, I'm clearly not Jewish, and they're just like picking me up and throwing us like we're invited into this party and i think it's just such a beautiful picture of like when we play it actually invites people to participate um and stop their life for a moment and enjoy the moment with you which that's so i know you have some other uh, sort of practices you want to share but i just think that that's so like two things stand out to me that are really interesting about that one is my initial reaction was that the party happens post rest like We've rested and now we can party, <laughs> but but um, but you had to correct me and like no the party's starting because we're choosing to rest like we're choosing to stop doing so I just think it's interesting the sort of mindset that I have when it comes to work rest and and play so I thought that was interesting well, I think yeah I think a lot of people you know how many people have been on vacation and like they need a vacation from their vacation they're more exhausted when they come back actually yeah. because they were doing so much and you know they don't actually come back rested to so go no, back into their life right yeah and people we, we don't we're not in a practice of resting Thing that's great. You you were gonna share a couple other. Oh, the other thing I think is just real quick is uh, Seventh Day Adventist uh, of the Christian branch. They they actually practice the Sabbath, hence the Seventh Day Adventist name. Research found that they actually live ten years longer on average than uh, other Christians, which is really fascinating. Are they are they practicing to the same sort of like discipline that that you've experienced in, in Israel, like the whole... Like, I'm not, I haven't been a part of a lot of Seventh-day Adventists, like their, how their practice of Sabbath, so I, I don't know. I'm not an expert yeah. on that. Um, yeah. But I thought that was fascinating piece right. of information. Right. When you do the nexus of leadership, so rest and leadership, it almost, it sounds almost opposite. But we had someone on our show, uh, Julie Inouye, and she talked, she, she would use this phrase all the time that I loved. And it was like, find, find the through line. Help me find that through line between rest and leadership, which seem like they're in two different spheres. Yeah. I mean, I guess that defines like, it really depends on how you define leadership from the get go, the through line, you know, I think. Okay. So you're, if you're, if your through line is that leadership is first and foremost, the, I liked how you phrased it as you were talking about it, the intention and attention to self so that you can have the intention and attention wherewithal for others. Yeah. Let's, let's go with that. I I think, I mean, you think about any physical thing, plant, 
Our body is a great example, even machinery, non-living material. It all needs to rest and recover in order to perform at its best. You know, a car engine needs to rest to recover to perform at its best. I mean, I think it's just the other side of the same wheel. You know, they're all a part of the same thing, accomplishing the same thing. We can't just go, go, go with anything in life and expect that it's going to be okay and that we're going to be able to perform at the highest caliber I'm really excited for our listeners to to hear you talk about this concept because my experience working as an administrator and seeing kind of the initiatives that get pushed from federal level down to state level down to like the, the, the county levels and then into into like the local spheres of schools, it's constantly more, 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 and it creates this level of work, work, work. Um, and you're not really taking away from that. And I think we, we transfer that to our students in schools as well. How can we go uh, go bigger and and do more and be be better? But we're we're never really talking about how do we step back and rest and celebrate and and have have fun like th- through it all. Yeah. So I I, I think that this is going to be um, I think it's huge for for leaders to like think about that. I think, I mean, high school, what we put high school students through nowadays is insane. Like it's almost, yeah, designed to like the burnt to burn. Out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the athletic world and I work with a lot of high school athletes. It's insane. I mean, how can we expect students to play year round, train the same muscle groups every day, year round, year after year and not expect some sort of injury, you know, like our right. bodies aren't designed for that. Which makes me think, I think it was in Michigan, the state of Michigan. Uh, this is a, a riff on how important our sleep is, uh, which I could go down a rabbit hole, but I won't. But I thought it was so interesting you brought up the school thing. The state decided, uh, forgive me if I'm misquoting, but I'm pretty sure it's Michigan. They decided to start school an hour later for teenagers and uh, and to see the effects on brain function. And they found in doing that, kids getting an extra hour of sleep, the average SAT score went up about 140 points, which is pretty yeah, wild. Yeah, there's not, I mean, there's not, there's so much studies out there on sleep and the value in that high school students aren't getting enough sleep. But you also look at the genetic makeup of when, like when they go to sleep is, is already, their bodies are kind of wired to stay up later for, for, this is speaking in general terms, but to stay up later, but then we all have this, this early start. And a lot of the school starts are built around adult schedules. Like <laughs> yeah. parents have to be at work by, by nine for the most part. So therefore schools need to start by eight so that they have time to do drop off and, and still get to work. And I know in California, the law was, was passed that schools can't start before 8 30 or something like that and there there's some kind of like a grandfathered space in there for for that to kind of take place but even with that they they were all these allowances for caveats for that so you could have like if your first period starts at nine you could say you have a zero period that starts at eight so (laughs) so it's not really i do think that sleep is so important matthew walker wrote a great book i think it's called why we sleep or what, oh yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. He was on uh Joe Rogan too, wasn't he? He was and he's also a local to, to our area uh, professor out of Berkeley or researcher out of Berkeley. So but I, I would highly recommend that. But man, Nolan, I just yeah, appreciate you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today and I'm excited for our listeners to listen to what you have to say. And before we say goodbye, I do want to jump to some questions that don't matter. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Okay, great. The first question that doesn't matter. I want to I want to 
tap into your either your balloon life or your magic life. Okay. All right. Okay. What is something that you've always wanted to make out of balloons or a trick that you've always wanted to accomplish but you haven't been able to? So I kind of see this as like your magic or your balloon Moby Dick. Like the thing that you've obsessed over but you haven't yet conquered. Oh man. There's like a very specific uh, levitation I'd love to do. I don't know how to explain it. Specto. You make someone, you could pull up anyone out of the audience and put them on a board that's supported by two ladders and then pull the ladders out and have them levitate there in front of you. And they're, they're not in on it. They're from the audience. And then you can run a hoop over the board and the person completely. Yeah. Wow. I would, I would love to do that trick. Yeah. Okay. All right, I look for. I believe that you will one day because I've you're 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 very talented. I'm excited to see that. All right, you've coached a lot of people through their first ice bath experience, me included. Yeah, uh, but I've now done it twice. Yeah, I'm actually excited. Like the first time, I never thought I would do it. Like remember how much <laughs> yeah. you really had to coach me? You did great the second time. Second time, I'm yeah. excited to do it again. Yeah, actually, yeah. If you could coach any person in all of history, it can be like they could be alive today or someone who who's died. Who would you choose and why? And think specifically ice bath. This isn't like an interview or like a dinner with. This is someone you'd want to coach through an ice bath experience. Wow, these are such creative questions. Oh, thank you. It's um, because I had a lot of intention and attention. Oh, to yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Like, you know, since we planned it an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, right? perfect. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just ice bath, not an interview. But think of what comes up through an ice bath. Like, there's a lot that comes up for people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really cool to be a part of that experience with people. Man, I'll have to get back to you. Okay. Let me think about it. You can can think about it. Um, Maybe I can talk real quickly about the ice bath experience. Because for those that are listening that have never done it, it is a high, super high stress experience. But you do like an hour or more of breath work coaching beforehand. And then um, you have people hold like an accomplishment or something that they're proud of themselves about before they get into that ice bath. And I remember thinking how powerful that was as I was sitting through that ice bath. I had to keep that self-worth and pride like with me going through that super high stress experience of the ice bath, which I thought was like a really neat yeah, like it's really, it's very it empowering really, and like we yeah. take control and adapt to stress with taking control of yeah. our breathing, you know. Yeah. So uh, I do have an answer. Okay, great. I want to hear it. Uh, I, was, I was hoping we wouldn't get to another question. And actually, uh, I think I would choose Brene Brown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that I wonder be... if she's done an ice bath. I feel like that's something Brene would have done. I can say, you were on a first name basis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like that's something she would have done. I'm not sure. I I, I I could see her doing it, but I could also see her being super sassy. Be like, oh, man, I would never do that. Regardless, but no, she's all about, like, being vulnerable. She would and, do like, it. Like, so, I mean, I think yeah. her, if it was her first one, it'd be, regardless of if she said any words, um, it would be, That'd be cool. yeah, connecting yeah. and really cool yeah so. that's cool well i know she's made a big impact on your life so that would be yeah Brene, if you're listening in uh nolan kim with power coaching <laughs> yeah, i'm yeah. sure he would do it pro bono <laughs> i'll Perfect. fly out to houston Perfect. well you gotta drive so you can bring your song <laughs> that's right yeah that's and right. all the ice yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. okay um okay 
Uh, we got two more. Can we keep going? Yeah, let's Great. do it. You've done some podcasting before, but if you had to create a brand new podcast right now, what would you title it and what would it be about? Brand new podcast. Because Power Coaching has a podcast, right? It, or you've just done it like does a, that I, I've put re- breathing recordings which I I'll, I can give to everyone that listens we'll here. Link, yeah, we'll link it in the um, show notes. That can want a great breathing exercise to decrease stress and anxiety and help your sleep and stuff. Yeah, I did a health podcast for a little while um, during COVID. Uh, if I were to start a new one, because I have one for you. That oh yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do, what are your are you gonna I tell me call, or do you want me to no, say no? I want first? you to say yours first and then I'll I'll tell you what I think. I think you should do a podcast. I'd gladly help produce the podcast I and think, I'd be a guest. On I feel podcast. like I would want to do some sort of like community slash comedy type podcast. I, yeah, yeah. I think that answer works. Community slash comedy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I would call it though. Something fun. Yeah, I think you should call your podcast <laughs> Cardiac Arrest, <laughs> and it can all be about can be all about heart. No, yeah, yeah, yeah that's like not a bad heart. Yeah, yeah that's there pretty go. good. Okay, last question that doesn't matter. Suppose instead of having a name, we're really big on like name questions. We often ask questions that don't matter about names. All right. So I'm gathering um, that. I'm gathering since that. Since Dan is not here, he he had to do a podcast recently without me, and he gave me so much shout out when it came time to ask the name question. And I don't feel like I've actually given Dan enough of a shout out for this recording. So I'm going to just give the shout out to Dan and just hearken back to all of the podcasts where we've asked questions that don't matter about names. So this question My is... My firstborn will be named Dan. Your firstborn will be named Dan. Okay, perfect. Well, this is, this is about instead of having a name, you had to have a number. So that's the scenario. People would refer you to that number. It would be what you'd write on any sort of like form that you had to put your name using as few or as many digits as you want, what number would it be? And this would be instead of my name. Yeah. These are good questions that don't matter. (laughs) Yeah. You might be thinking too much about it as if it does matter. I'm going to go with 99. 99. Yeah. Perfect. You're not quite a (laughs) hundred. You're a hundred in my book though. (laughs) Cool, Nolan, before we wrap the interview, I want to bring us back to that question that does matter of what does leadership mean to you? And I'm just curious if after this conversation that we've had for this podcast, has your answer to that changed at all? It, it has not. It has only solidified that. That's something, cool. yeah, would love to share more if people want to talk more about that. Yeah. Sure well, 99, thanks for taking the time. <laughs> I'm going to link uh, all your information in our show notes. I'll link, you know, stuff to your socials and people can find you there if they want to reach out and talk more. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Nolan. Really appreciate yeah, it. Thanks for having me. Episode recap time. There it is. I love, I love the, I love the outro flow. Dude, the outro flow. It's a shout out to, to Nick Hart. <laughs> flow loves you. Loves you. <laughs> Dan, I really want to hear what you have to say because we didn't get to do the interview together. I, I just sent you the audio and you took a listen and I'm curious what your takeaways are. Also, side note, do you think if we did an entire episode and it's just one of us, but we pretend we're both there, anyone would notice? No. Like it's one of those if a tree falls in the woods type things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If one of us doesn't speak, the other person isn't there. Yeah, but I'm I'm more along the lines of I think people might just go with it if we say, all right, Dan, you're up. And you're like, all right, thanks. Well, I guess I should have said Trav there. Because we sound similar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know we look similar, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we just look similar. <laughs> 
I do think people don't know who's talking. Yeah, this is Trav Dan right here. Anyway, yeah. uh, here are my thoughts. Uh, I First of all, this is not really calling you out, but this is kind of calling you out. So he, like in the latter part of the interview, talked about the importance of fun and how we don't really build that into our day much. And as you know, Trav, I've been pretty maxed out lately, which is part of the reason you took it. You, you took the interview solos because you're a good yeah. team player. I do call you No Fun Debo. Yeah, that's my new name, and it's fantastic. But I, the other day, I was like venting about being maxed out and also told you about a concert I was going to. And I got to do some some fun film work for a band that I really like. And you were like, hey, I'm not trying to to call you out, but why are you going and shooting? Like basically adding things to your plate for fun when you have these other things. And that was essentially my response. I thought my response, in other words, aligned with what Nolan said. And you, to your credit, agreed. Like you're like, oh, that makes sense. Because I was basically like... I And I was coming with you to film. Well, that, that was a part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But... Maybe that's why you agreed. Maybe you were, maybe you were anyway. No, but my, my point is I, I that I resonated with that. I think like being busy and or not even being busy. I having a lot on your plate, maybe even just mentally, I think it's important to be regimented in terms of your schedule and also prioritizing your outlet. So for me, like time with my family is a non-negotiable, exercise is a non-negotiable, and some sort of like fun creative outlet, like I have to build that into my schedule, even if it comes at the cost of work sometimes, because it's it helps me stay fresh for these other things. Even if I'm feeling like maxed out on these other things, like I know I'm more productive when I'm able to, to, to have fun. I'm more productive when I'm able to exercise, etc. So I don't know. I, I really liked that. Not only did he say that, but like you, you both talked about data that supports that idea. And obviously we're talking about students in our, in our podcast and you talked about it in the interview, but I just think that we undersell that when that comes to kids, the importance of sleep, the importance of extracurriculars, the importance of just, Hey, we're just going to encourage you over the weekend to, or whatever it is like periods off, for fun, I think is so important. And statistically, or excuse me, like data wise, it's backed up, but we, we so often overlook it. You talked to Nolan and obviously you know him, but you Nolan him, you've Nolan him for, <laughs> see what I did there? But Nolan, what, yeah, that was good. What, There's the fun Debo that hey, I know. I'm back, I baby. Nolan. I'm back. I had some fun. <laughs> what, what stood out from you or from your conversation? We came back and highlighted it a few times. Well, first off, I would echo that idea of play and fun as an important component of just overall health. And what we didn't get into in a ton of depth was how being healthy first is so important for your own leadership and how as a leader you can model health to the people that you are wanting to support and influence and, and lead. And so I think that that's really important I mean, I appreciate that you you highlighted that and I'm glad that that was like a takeaway for you. I really loved, he used these two words a couple times, but intention and attention, and that has really stuck with me since the interview happened. So that was a couple days ago to timestamp it for our audience here. Um, but the interview happened a couple days ago and I've really been holding those two words kind of before me as I'm stepping into these different places where I need to lead. How can I be intentional and mindful of how I'm showing up in a space, but then bring attention to where it's needed to, to focus on what's most important. And so I think that that's been a pretty powerful thing to kind of consider uh, in my own leadership. And I hope that others 
we'll do the same. Along those same lines, we want to thank everyone for their attention during this podcast. That includes me this time. Yeah, good job, Debo. Well, no fun Debo, showing up. <laughs> you know, having some, having some fun. <laughs> Gotta get my outlets. So Dan, I hope you enjoyed. Thanks, buddy. Because of, you know, just where you're at right now, I really hope you enjoyed and had some fun with this interview. And I also want to give a huge thank you to Nolan for taking the time to chat with me. Uh, Check out our show notes for all the places that you can find Nolan on the worldwide interwebs. And, you know, while you're on the interweb, hit up matterleadership.com. It sounds like you're talking to your mom. I was. Shout out to Lynn. (laughs) Yeah.